0: Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Thriller Coin Talk with Har Gonzalez. Broadcasting from Austin, Texas, SimpleCast is supported by listeners like you. Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from around the world gather around. It's time for another episode of Thriller Coin Talk. Today is November 3rd, 2019. And we are talking BitMEX. That's right. As you probably have not heard yet, there's been 23,000 email addresses that have been, well, released. And this is a leak coming from a recent BitMEX kind of, I guess, breach. There's really no other way to put it. I don't know if you would call it a hack. It's more just a a lack of uh, responsibility and caring for your customer's data. Yeah, that's right. So what does this mean? Well, 23,000 emails were released. And it turns out that somebody in the crypto space, his name's Larry Sermick. He works for the block. He actually has access to all these emails. (laughs) Can it get any worse? One person? Well, he says he's not going to release it to the public. And he says that uh, he can tell from his emails 67 percent of the crypto traders on BitMEX use Gmail. What have I told y'all about using Gmail when it comes to safeguarding your crypto exchange platform? Don't use Gmail. Do not use Gmail. Never use Gmail when it comes to signing up for a cryptocurrency exchange platform. Only use something that is unique and only use for that. What have I always said? I've always said if you're gonna create an account Make sure you create an email account that's just used for strictly for account details, bills, you know, and maybe and maybe your cryptocurrency exchange. Even then, I would keep your cryptocurrency exchanges, email addresses completely separate from everything else. You can sign up for Proton. That's a free service, right? That's something that I've recommended in the past. Or buy a domain, right? Buy a $5.xyz domain. Call it Jeffrey Toll at you know, the best guy ever dot right? And then forward all your emails to there. That could be a perfect way to avoid all of this. Right? So what happened? Well, turns out there was a leak and no one knows exactly how or when it was compromised, other than that it was compromised. Now, BitMex has responded and they said that we have contacted all of our users With advice and steps to further protect their accounts if you have any questions or require assistance please contact us and then they release this probably about a day later if you haven't heard from us we'll be in touch shortly we are taking all precautionary steps in the staggered approach in the meantime updates will be made on our blog this is why you don't go with exchanges that have no credibility what do i mean by that well If you look at the exchanges that I use, and we've covered exchanges here on the past on Thriller Crypto, right? And I've always said, look for an exchange that has been around for at least more than three to five years. At the very least, three to five years. It shows that they have the know-how, have the workaround, and they have the people in place to actually get shit done when a crisis like this hits. Sounds like BitMEX wasn't ready for this. Sounds like their PR wasn't ready for this. It sounds like everybody else who got doxed this past weekend, well, they didn't have a choice in that. They were subjected to letting their info get out there. And BitMEX is not the only lonely passenger on this ride that we call data breachment, right? No, there's been other exchanges, right? Binance, late, earlier this year during the uh, April bulls run in May, they got breached, right? Hacked. So they're not the only exchange in doing this, but they are both exchanges that are relatively new and relatively carry a lot of liquidity on their exchange, right? And this is why I stay away from those, seriously. There's a lot of cryptocurrency, uh, what would you call them? Advocates, Uh, shillers, (laughs) Um, what else would you call them? YouTubers, crypto YouTubers, Twitter handles, um, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, right? Uh, maximalists as well, too, right? Some maximalists will show out a Binance links or a BitMEX links or any of that kind of crap. And wh- 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 where's the, where are they at now? <laughs> I haven't heard from Tone Bay saying why he was shilling BitMEX for two years and apologizing for it, Right. I don't hear uh, Sonny Decree going out there and saying, hey guys, uh, sorry for uh, uh, getting uh, your email addresses compromised, but that's on you, not on me. (laughs) It's a whole Trayvon James all over again. None of these influencers, pundits, whatever you want to call them, want to take accountability for where they steered their audience. They steered their audience in the wrong direction. (laughs) They told them, BitMEX is cool, check it out, you'll make a lot of money, use my link, and help me earn more. (laughs) Yeah. This is why you don't listen to people like that. You don't listen to people that need or have an expectation of getting some kind of profit from this all. This is why me personally, I think ads just don't work in the future. Call me crazy. (laughs) Call me an extremist. I don't think ads will work in the future. I don't. I don't see ads working for content in the future. It's just not the way it's supposed to go. Everybody hates them. No one likes listening to them. But what can help and what should define where people go to is just word of mouth and creating a quality fucking product. Right. Seriously, that's what matters the most. And having some integrity. Right. And having some. I don't know, transparency (laughs) behind what you're out there promoting or at least uh, head nodding to, you know, should go a lot further than it does in this space. It doesn't. People look no further back than three months ago. Right. This is where the space has a lot of trouble, in my opinion. But we'll leave that for a different day. Today, we're talking BitMEX and how they screwed up. Seriously, this is not a difficult thing, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a difficult thing to safeguard user data. It's literally a checkpoint list, seriously. Yeah, and, I, and I do this for a living. And what we do is you have safeguards in place where you have checkpoints, right? You have a routine that you have to follow every single day. And you make sure that every single out, every single port, every single part of the network is patched, is up to date. You know, and then you go to your staff and see where are they least trained at? Is it uh, clicking on links and emails? (laughs) I can't tell you how many people email me at carthillerpodcast.club thinking I'm an idiot that's going to click on a link that I've never spoken to before. It's not going to happen. It's because people need to be trained on this kind of stuff. Right. You have to train your staff. You have to explain to them why this link coming from here is different than this link coming from here. But all of a sudden, you're going to click a link that you never clicked the reset password account to. No, you don't do that. And they have services for this stuff, right? There's services out there that will teach your staff what to click on and what to avoid. And that's just the second part. right? There's a whole multitude of other points that you have to hit on this objective list. That's all security is. And then, trust me when I say this, absolutely trust me when I say this, if somebody wants to hack you, they will hack you. You can't do anything about it. You really can't do anything about it. If somebody out there wanted to hack anybody in this space, they could, and there could be nothing you could do about it. And that's just where you try to live your life not being an asshole. (laughs) Seriously, live your life not being an asshole, live your life not trying to be a target, right? not trying to be somebody that they want to go after, right? And be a good human being. And <laughs> turns out those people will be left alone because it's so much easier to go after somebody with a BitMEX Gmail address. His name's his name is Tom Carlson, Carlson at gmail.com. It's easier to go after somebody like that with a Twitter handle named Tom.Carlson, you know, than it is to go somebody after name Hula Hoop 13 at, at uh, Colorful.xyz, Right. You're going to you're going to search for that username. you are not going to find any other Hulu Hoop 13. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So this is where ourselves, we have to look at how we, you know, treat others in this space. Right. Maybe not piss off the wrong people. Right. Maybe not try to dox yourself with every social media post. Right. Maybe use a different, you know, Email address for every cryptocurrency exchange that you use, right? Maybe change your passwords every three months. Maybe once a year, change those email addresses for those exchanges. These, these, This is where being your own bank <laughs> is really tough. People don't get that. People want it easy. People want to be uh, served up a dish, right? They want it to be hot, fast, and healthy and fresh. But in reality, it requires a lot of work to get that kind of consistency. And when it comes to actually being your own bank, you have to safeguard a lot of these things. This is why I always recommend never keep more than you're willing to lose on exchange. If Coinbase gets hacked tomorrow, I'm not gonna lose that much on Coinbase, trust me, right? If somebody comes to my house and physically comes with a hammer and threatens myself and my family, will I lose everything? Well, they'll get part of those keys. <laughs> they won't get the other part right? stored away somewhere else in a different location. So this is what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, kind of, it's kind of being paranoid in a way, but it's also remembering what these things are about. When Bitcoin becomes worth a lot more, because it will, ladies and gentlemen, it will one day, all the people that know that you're talking about Bitcoin right now are going to think you yeah, have Bitcoin and then you become a target. <laughs> Seriously. This is a real thing, you know, this is why, you know, I think once it gets to a certain point, I think maybe this podcast <laughs> will cease to exist. <laughs> maybe once Bitcoin gets to a million dollars or something, who knows, right? Because at that point, do I really want to be in the public side, right? Or should I go move to a place out in uh, in Maui? <laughs> what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, is always think about future uh, events, future ideas that you might have, right? Don't put yourself in a box. Don't put yourself in the hands of somebody like BitMEX and Arthur Hayes and doing a shit job, not only in the aftermath of this, but doing a shit job and actually taking care of its users' data. And remember who, you, who you're who you listening to out there, right? Are you listening to somebody that is providing some content, you know, entertainment value, but requiring you to use their affiliate code, to go do this or go do that, right? And then you're all hyped in it and then something like this happens and then you're at a uh, kind of of a, a, a hard spot, right? Does that person need to apologize to you? Is it your own fault? People will have these debates, but I know somebody like me. I've always been very straightforward about what I promote and what I don't promote, right? I don't take any money from outside projects. I don't take any money from ads. We just had somebody... Contact me on Thursday asking to run ads on Thurler Crypto. This happens at least once a month. I don't respond to them. Pete, if you listen to this show, <laughs> like y'all do, if you listen to this show, you know for a fact that we don't run ads, right? Something I got I got after Charlie Schramm about on Twitter. He was, he was, he did a great episode with Eric Voorhees. I recommend everybody go listen to it. And they're talking about old school Bitcoin and OG. And it was awesome. It was a great episode. Enjoyed it. The first five minutes was just riddled with ads. Crypto.com. Etoro.com. Like, what? Like, what? Like, I, I messaged Charlie and I'm like, the first five minutes is riddled with ads. His response? Nothing. No response whatsoever. So these people don't care. <laughs> and Charlie's a great guy, I'm sure, right? But they don't care whether that eToro or that uh, crypto.com ends up becoming a scam or people lose their data from it. They don't care. All they care about whether their pocketbooks fill up. Me on this show, I care. I care enough to n- not have ads at, at the loss of potential revenue because that's the right thing to do, <laughs> Right. That's the right thing to do. That's what a normal human being would do. I'm playing the long game. I've always said this, that if you do the right thing, that's the right way to go about things. I don't want to (laughs) win right in the long run. If it means shorting everybody else, I want to do it the right way. And that means providing value over time and letting my past speak for what I will give you in the future. So get off this step this soapbox for a while okay with that let's get into coin talk that's right you just you just didn't come here to hear me rant (laughs) let's do it it is time only crypto coins trade predictions ahead it is what you spend all day Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for coin talk. But before we jump into that, I got a few announcements. First up, we are full focused on our Bitcoin audiobook. That's right. I still need a title. I've been there's a couple titles that I'm thinking about, but ultimately it's going to be an audiobook with like seven or eight chapters, maybe 10 chapters of some of our classic episodes of, uh, of our main topics and just put together and maybe add a little thing here, a little thing there i um, trying to see if I can get somebody here to do the kind of like the opening <laughs> the opening um, uh, kind of uh, audio portion of it. But it's going to be free for everybody that subscribes uh, to this newsletter. Um, I'm going to release it for free at some point. We'll definitely turn it off to where it's only for people that are subscribed. So if you want access to it, you're going to have to sign up. And if you're listening to this, then you're already signed up. So Another thing I want to mention is we're not going to Stellar Meridian. This was something that we were going to do. It was going to be Stellar's first big event here uh, tomorrow, actually, on Monday. And I was looking forward to it. It's just the way things are shaping out this year. There's just really no time for me to take off here at work. It's just not possible. Um, At the most, it it would be me flying in today, which would have been now. And then leaving on Tuesday afternoon, and it's just not worth um, the amount of money to to stay at a hotel, fly over there, that kind of thing. So that's why we're canceling plans to attend that. I feel, I feel bad because I really wanted to go, and I told the Stellar Development validation I was going to go, and it just didn't work out that way, unfortunately. Maybe next year, maybe uh, when things slow down a little bit. And then last piece of news we're going to go down, I feel like I'm, hitting, <laughs> I'm just getting you bad news after bad news, uh, but we're going to go down to one episode a week when it comes to our Thriller Crypto show, our regular free show, right? And I think it's just because this this podcast, it requires a lot more work and a lot more uh, time than I, than I have available these days, uh, especially with the audiobook trying to get released and working weekends. It's really tough. So if you get a Thriller News one week and then a Thriller Crypto another week, that's all, that's all it's going to be, unfortunately. Um, this priority is going towards this subscription podcast and to our audiobook here in the next two months. Hopefully, January, we'll get back to normal. Okay, with that, we got to roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future, even if he thinks can He is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time all right let's jump it's time for coin talk and i'm looking forward to talking about some coinage today it's been a while yeah it's been a long time since i've talked about some uh some crypto just straight up crypto talk Not even like, you know, speculation or anything like that. We'll say that for further insights later. But uh, let's just get into some straight crypto talk. Like, let's talk some truth today in coin talk. I'm telling you, I'm feeling it today. I'm on fire. I'm feeling it. So, market cap, 246 billy. That's right. We got Bitcoin at 92.15. Yeah, we're over 9K, baby. And we have Ethereum at $182. First, let me give you my Bitcoin take. Everybody's kind of given theirs. Um, I think there's only like a couple people that I agree with these days. Of course, you still got people saying, "Oh, it's it's gonna go down to six thousand, right?" Eh, maybe. Who knows, right? We don't really know these things. But I will say though that when it got down to what was it, seventy four hundred, I think it was. Six thousand was definitely in the cards. <laughs> that was that was a definite sure sign that we were gonna get there. I think it even I think we even got to like sixty eight, right? If I remember correctly. So it, it's just it's just a matter of getting to these levels and then reassessing. I think if somebody tries to tell you like, oh no, we're gonna go here in this amount of time. Yeah, that's great to have a long roadmap, but you gotta address where we're going when you get to these key levels. And then there's some things that you just can't account for. And I wouldn't say that was the whole Facebook thing or the China thing where we we rose back up. Um, We we knew that was going to happen. Like we knew there was going to be one last bullish event for the year and it was going to be the Facebook thing. I was genuinely surprised that Facebook didn't pump Bitcoin. But it it inadvertently did (laughs) by scaring China and then China coming out with a PR release like that was inadvertently, that inadvertently happened because of Facebook. So it's it's weird how we got it wrong, but we still got it right because <laughs> it happened in the same week. So is there any more of those? You're probably wondering, Cars? is there any more of those? I don't think there is. I think the last thing we have is um, CoinDesk Summit here conference in New York that's taking place later next month. We got Stellar Meridian happening tomorrow. There's a Ripple event that's happening later this month. So maybe those will drive the coins, you know, the price. And we've seen that with Stellar go up to like seven or eight cents here this past week. Um, even uh, even Ripple trying to make a move now. It's, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, maybe we'll see it within the price of the coin itself. But as far as like gaining something that's an over overwhelming majority and make Bitcoin rise and then allow everything else to rise because Bitcoin's rising. um, There's not one of those left. Uh, The only other thing that I was kind of hoping out for was a whole backed, you know, kind of phase two, a part of their launch where they're going to start hitting the media circuit and kind of really promoting the shit out of it. But (laughs) it's not that's not happening these days, Uh, at least not going to happen until the beginning of next year. So, where are we headed? Let, let's give you the let's give you where we're at now. So, currently, right now, we're at ninety two fifteen. Where are we going to be at here in the next few days? Mm, I I tend to think we're kind of going to be kind of sitting in between this like eighty five hundred to ninety five hundred range. Do we go back down to you know seven thousand or whatever? I wouldn't call it out of the cards. Like I wouldn't say that's not a possibility, right? I'm not saying that this kind of time horizon that we have with the happening and everything doesn't coincide with that, but it it just it's not going to be surprising if that if that happens. Um, Either way, I win. Right. Because (laughs) I want to buy cheap Bitcoin. But at the same time, uh, I want to see my value of my Bitcoin going up. Right. So it's 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 a win in either way. Um, Do I like Bitcoin at the price right now? Yeah. And I've 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 spent some Bitcoin. (laughs) Yeah, as soon as and I told you I was like, as soon as I saw the price run up to like ten five, I bought myself a HomePod. <laughs> you're probably like, Car, how could you sell your Bitcoin for a HomePod? Well, I, I don't feel bad when it comes to spending my Bitcoin. I know some people do and I get it, right? You're a hardcore maximalist. You, you want to make sure that, you know, you're saving every last Every last thing, every last drop, every last sat. And I get it and I get it and I understand it and everything. But then there's guys like me, right, that make these trades, you know, accumulate more Bitcoin because of these trades. Sell at the highs, right, I got really, really, really lucky with setting that stop loss. Right. So, of course, I'm going to take some of that profit and buy a little something for myself. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I? There, But there are some people that say, you should save every last Satoshi. I, I tried doing that for a really long time, you know, during 2016, the end of 2016 to 2017, early 2018, most of actually most of 2018. And that just that that just doesn't work for me. Um uh, You know, I've kind of got it's weird how I've kind of gone back to my 2015 version of myself where I'm not spending Bitcoin all the time, but I am spending some of my winnings right on this or that. And I do this because I want to grow this ecosystem, man. I think I'm probably one of the few people that actually want to use Bitcoin as a means of transaction. There's other people out there that don't see it as that. They want it to be gold. And I say, let Bitcoin be whatever you want it to be, just as long as you're using it. Right. So I don't mind people using it for gold. I don't mind people speculating on it. I really don't mind if they're trading on it. I don't mind if they're just hodling it to each their own. I don't mind if they're spending it. But I do realize that if I don't like, you know, buy something that I want, right, with my Bitcoin, uh, what am I doing here? Am I am I hoarding to a point to where like I'm never gonna sell any? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like you know sell it back to fiat or anything that'd be the worst thing i could do but i will sell my bitcoin to Bit refill right and then get a um, get a gift card to amazon or something right and then use it to to, to pay for whatever thing i want it i'd rather do that <laughs> at least it stays in the ecosystem at least that bitcoin stays here it doesn't go to like coinbase and then back out to paypal like no i don't No, that's why I have a job. (laughs) That's why I set aside, you know, money for my daily activities, right? For lunches, stuff like that. Gas, food, you know, stuff like that, right? Entertainment. But when it comes to, you know, my winnings of my Bitcoin that I've earned on my own (laughs) for my constant kind of lurking and constant just studying the space, um, yeah, I'm going to spend some. And plus, I'd be really wanting this HomePod and it didn't disappoint (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no it, it, The only thing I'll say This is totally off topic But So I got this HomePod It's great man But It freaking can't Like recognize my iPad It just For whatever reason But I'm talking about Like when I say Like hey Blankety blank She turns on And she and she plays Whatever I want her to play It's awesome And the, and the sound is amazing uh, Some of the other things That people were saying That's awful Is like some of the other Like Alexa stuff But You know I'm happy. I can say play thriller crypto and I'll play thriller crypto. I can say play, you know, the investors podcast and I'll play the investors podcast. It, it does that pretty well. And it's freaking awesome. It's made my mornings a lot better. Okay, that's enough of that. See, this is where this is where a car, this is where you lose people. Okay, no, seriously. Let's get back to Bitcoin. They don't want to hear about your damn home pod car. <laughs> so Where I think it's going, I think we're going to stay in this kind of $8,500 to $9,200 range. You know, I don't, if, how do I say this without being too negative? But if we fall below, I guess, the $8,100 range, then, you know, we're going to have to retest. But I I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I I don't think that's likely. Uh, I, I think, I think in the short term here in the next five to 10 days, I think 85 to this range sounds about right. You know, maybe even 10, you know, coming back down. We're going to see this kind of slush back and forth. And frankly, I like this place for Bitcoin. I think I think this is a price for Bitcoin. If it never moved ever again and it just stayed at 10K, I would be happy with it. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I know some people are like, man, I want to see Bitcoin get to 100,000. I think people would just like don't realize how strong bitcoin truly is and i don't want to go too far into this kind of rant but look at look at, look at this ladies and gentlemen since 2015 i've been putting money into bitcoin right it's the best savings account i've ever had in my entire life seriously the best savings account i didn't understand actual saving until i got into bitcoin right so if i buy at 3000 last year Right, and I buy more at four thousand five thousand, and I sell some here at ten thousand five hundred. like that's a hell of an investment, man. <laughs> You're not getting that from your your stocks, right? Bitcoin is an awesome vehicle for saving money. It truly is. And if it does nothing else <laughs> but that, I'm happy. like even if Bitcoin just stayed at ten k, for the rest of the year and only went up to 12K next year, I would still buy and hold Bitcoin. Because it's a great savings account. My fiat currency can't do that. I'm losing 2% a year, right, on inflation. That's what they project. That's what they're hoping for. Sometimes it's even a little bit higher, right? So my my cash sitting in the bank is losing 2% every year, sometimes higher, right? And over time, over the next five years... It's getting diluted. No, I'd rather leave it in Bitcoin. Thank you very much. And then not even talking about the happening, right? Because you have these certain kind of things in place that makes Bitcoin move up, right? It's momentum up. So not even having the happening, I, I would still hold it. I would still hold money in Bitcoin and just leave it there, right? But then you have the happening, happening, right? And then you have this whole DeFi movement that's kind of swarming around Ethereum right now that's taking place, right? And then you have this mass amount of really brilliant people trying to make decentralized everything happen. So, yes, (laughs) when I say that I I, uh, trust where the space is going, I really do. I really really do. <laughs> so, I don't I don't feel bad for selling right here, nor should you. Nor should you because honestly, like that was a hell of a 3x that I got, right? From last year. And who knows where we're going to be next year? You know, if we look at some of these targets by some of these people, they're expecting to be at 30 30,000 here by December of next year, right? I was just hoping for 10K by the end of the year, (laughs) and we got there. So I hit my target, right? Did I think we're going to get up to 14K, 13K? No way. Didn't think that was possible. Will we get back up there by the end of the year? I I don't see that happening. I I really don't. There's just nothing out there that says the market is headed that way other than this kind of um, long-term target that we're supposed to hit because Bitcoin is inevitable or at least it's proven to be, right? So when is this gonna happen? Well, I just don't don't see Bitcoin making a solid big move up until we get to at least January, then we can reassess. I think February is gonna be lightning in a bottle. I think that's when we're gonna see Bitcoin really skyrocket is in February, because everybody's gonna be looking into the happening. I think the only thing Let me go ahead and say this now just to get it out there, (laughs) because watch it happen. (laughs) Watch it happen. Right. Okay, so I'm going to say this. The only last bullish indicator for me is everybody jumping on right now, making Bitcoin swell up because of the happening. So kind of what happened with Litecoin. Remember when Litecoin was at twenty dollars last year in November it was like $25, $28. And, um, you, you heard me on the podcast, like I'm buying Litecoin, I'm buying Litecoin, I'm buying Litecoin. And then come February, it had reached a pretty big high. I think it was like $130. And then Tron shot up like 4X. It was a lot of stuff that was happening like February, right. With specific coins. And I think, I think at that point, uh, people were like, Oh crap. Was, was this the, uh, was this the peak for, uh, for Litecoin? And, um, I was kind of like, well, I don't know, but I'm taking my my three, four or five X. Right. And so I think that's the only way this happens. I think if Bitcoin does go up to twenty thousand dollars. Right. Before the happening in like January, early January, late December. I think if that does happen, then what we're seeing right there is people going ahead and buying into the halving before the halving even has taken place. So I think what we're seeing is basically the same scenario that happened to Litecoin, where people were, were buying it ahead of time and kind of prepping for this big run up into May. But by doing that, they inadvertently caused the next major swell. So I think that's a possibility. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there because has that happened before? Have we seen that happen to other cryptocurrencies in the market? Absolutely. Could that happen for Bitcoin? It's a possibility. Do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to say I don't know. I'm not going to say yes or no. I honestly don't know. You know, I just don't. But that's a possibility that's out there. Probably no. I don't even think anybody's talking about that. Haven't seen that commentary on anything. But that's kind of what I'm leading to think is, yes, it could swell up. Yes, it could swell up well before the happening. And then at that point, reach twenty thousand dollars and fall back down. And then, yeah, we could probably see it fall back down to eight thousand or something. And then right before the happening, maybe even see it limp up to like, I don't know, twelve thousand dollars. And then right at the happening, it's at twelve or thirteen thousand dollars. And everybody's like, oh, it was supposed to go higher and it didn't. Yeah, that's how it goes. And then getting started after having happening into this major next bull run, right? So that's a scenario that no one's talking about. And I probably should have saved it for Thriller Insights, but i go ahead and throw it in here. But uh, that's a possibility. That's a definite big possibility. Um, but we don't know if that's going to happen or not. No one knows. But if we do see it run up to $20,000, before January or even the first week of January, we will all know what that is. And I will say it at the time. I'll say, remember that big swell before the halvening took place that people were kind of jumping in there all at the same time in anticipation of the happening, But all they did was create a pre havening happening. Well, this is what this is. And you better at least take some profits because it's going to crash back down to 8K. Right. So I'll, I'll definitely I'll definitely uh, find a chart. Um, I think the only person I've seen come close to not really supporting this idea, but kind of, um, uh, mapping out this idea is Maserat Yuri. This guy isn't fucking impressive. Like his targets have been on point every single time. This guy just doesn't lose, man. Um, anyway, he's, he's a chartist here in trading view. I'll put a link to him. Definitely should check it out if you ever get a chance. Um, if you're into that kind of stuff, but, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I can see right now. Am I buying Bitcoin right now? Absolutely. <laughs> Christmas bonus right into Bitcoin. <laughs> Seriously, it, it, it's it's uh, if we if if I think we're gonna be at least by at least I think at the very and I don't and you know what? I'm not gonna say that right now, but I will say I think next year by December, I think we're gonna be significantly higher than we are now. But I'm not gonna tell you the target yet. I'll wait till the end of the year finishes. Okay, with that, I think I wanted to go with the rest of it, but I feel like I used a lot of that time just talking about Bitcoin. But that's time well spent because a lot of people have been messaging me wondering where I think everything's going. And that's my take on the space right now, especially with Bitcoin. I guess we'll save Ethereum and some of the other coins here for further uh, Insights later tonight. Okay, with that, let's get on to the end of the show. All right. Let's jump another the thriller Coin Talk is done. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. You know, and I don't say this too often, but I'm extremely grateful for every single one of y'all. You know, as I was taking my tests this past week, I got so many words and messages and emails of encouragement. And I really appreciate every single one of you. It's because of y'all that I keep doing this day in and day out. But uh, thank you. Thank you so much. All right by Bitcoin. Save the world! This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with Carr Benzalas. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto and not car and remember buy bitcoin and save the world one satoshi at a time